Are you feeling a little irritable? Maybe annoyed, a little less patient, maybe even ragey? Menno rage is a term for something very real, and today we're going to talk all about it. Why it happens, the good news, and of course, what we can do about it. Let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Well, hey there, sister. Welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. How are you feeling in your body? (laughs) I know often I want you to answer that from a place of like, is my body feeling sore? Is my body feeling tired? Is my body feeling, you know, like it has no energy, like it's bloated? But I really think today I want to pull on that question, is your body irritated? Is your brain irritated? You know, it's such an important topic. I hear it from my clients all the time, and I have absolutely experienced it several times myself. It is fondly named menorrhage sometimes, but I think we know it as sisters going through this massive transition, and it can show up in so many different ways. So I'm really excited to talk about why it happens, what the good news is, and what we can do about it. But talking about this always reminds me of a time when I have experienced meno rage. And, you know, it's shown up for me in many ways. Sometimes it's just this like extreme lack of patience where everything seems to annoy me, almost like an extreme PMS, um, which is really what we've been taught for so long is normal, which is not normal. Um, It's shown up for me, you know, where I have felt extremely emotional And it's shown up for me in a lot of like anger and resentment. So I have absolutely been there. I have heard it from so many of you guys reaching out. And by the way, please keep reaching out. Message me about the podcast. Tell me your symptoms and what you're going through. Share this with your friends and your sisters because one of the biggest hurdles we have as women going through this transition is that it's not talked about enough, right? We need to normalize this conversation of how significant this hormonal shift is because one Once we've normalized this conversation, then we'll be able to get to our solutions a lot faster, right? The world will hold space for us and we'll hold space for ourselves to address what what perimenopause is bringing up for us. So when we think about rage, right? I mean, I think when I think about rage, I really think about 
almost like um, in that in that movie Inside Out, where that it's like a D- Disney Pixar movie where there's the little like red red man inside of inside of the little girl's brain that is just always angry and steaming. Like that's what I think about when I think of rage. But you know, rage of course can look like anger, like it sounds, but it can also look like a lack of patience. It can look like sadness and tears. It can look like a ferocious desire to run away, like anxiety, like resentment. It really depends a lot on the individual and how we process our own emotions, right? Depending on how we were raised in our environment. I happen to be raised in an environment where anger and yelling were never on the table. They were unacceptable pieces. So for me, I I mean, the first time I ever got yelled at was when I was 16 and I was talking in class and shouldn't have been. And I, a male teacher screamed at me and I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom and cry because I was just not used to anyone talking to me about that. And for me, that meant never knowing necessarily how, not that I think we should yell at our children or be yelled at as children, but I didn't understand how to express those ragey feelings even as a child. So, you know, how we express our frustration or this feeling that we're having during this time in our life that is very real and really happening, and we're going to talk about why, but it it shows up differently in, in all of us because of how we were nurtured, right? Because of how we were, you know, impacted as children because of what behavior was acceptable and what wasn't. And um, so rage, it shows, again, I think it's so important just to recognize that it really shows up in different things. So whether you have been really feeling actual rage and anger, like you just are exploding, or whether you are just feeling really irritable and like you're snappy, maybe snappy mom is what I've heard from from clients before as well, Um, or whether you're just feeling shockingly emotional all of a sudden, like you could just cry at the drop of a hat. All of this is coming really from the same place. And I mentioned this ferocious desire to run away because this is how it often shows up in me. Uh, I can tell I just like I just want to crawl out of my own skin. Like I just want to run away from the world and disappear off the grid in Costa Rica and live off of the land. Like that's the feeling you just want to run away from your life. Um, But of course, again, it shows up in so many ways. So why does it happen? Let's look at that first. Because I think when we understand why this rage happens, that's when we start to crack open where this is even coming from. Because obviously it is a a symptom that we see showing up so much more in, in this massive transitional period of perimenopause and menopause. Let's not forget, and I think this is a really important piece of awareness for all women, Our hormones, especially our two main sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone, which play a significant role in these symptoms, the balance of these two hormones are symbiotic. They're like on a teeter-totter. We want them equal. If they are imbalanced, then that's when we really start to notice the symptoms showing up. There's lots of things that create that imbalance, but that, that balance, that delicate balance of those two main sex hormones that stays with us forever. So it's not like we go through menopause and we're no longer fertile and we don't have that balance to maintain anymore. So this is why I have clients, you know, who are postmenopausal or, you know, you can have a hysterectomy and be postmenopausal and still feel all of these emotions because there's still an imbalance. There's still something, you know, setting off your hormones inside. And so regardless of how many of those hormones you have, like whether you have enough to be fertile and reproductively capable or not, 
not, it's still important and it's still there. So regardless of how old you are, this is a real thing. And why does it happen? Well, there's two main reasons. First, it happens, I'd say, because of the causes of hormonal imbalance, right? Or, or, or sorry, the symptoms of hormonal imbalance. So a lot of the things we experience in day to day as women who have a hormone imbalance are things like lack of sleep, are things like frustration with feeling not like ourselves, or, or just when you're feeling really uncomfortable in your body, whether that's because you're not getting results, like you're putting in all this effort to work out or eat a different way and you're not getting any results. It's a really frustrating thing, or whether you're actually feeling sore or bloated or constipated. These are really uncomfortable things physically, and they draw down our energy. So one of the main reasons is this hormone imbalance, because when we have a hormone imbalance, it's causing these symptoms, and that's a real energy suck that creates space and irritates our body and creates space for rage. Um, and, and that's normal. I think that's a normal response. Like when you're exhausted all the time, of course you're going to get ragey. And I'll use ragey as an umbrella term, right, for all those things we already talked about. Sadness, tears, anxiety, desire to run away, resentment, you know, um, anger, whatever that looks like for you, however this rage, meno rage is showing up, you know, we'll use it as, as that umbrella term. So lack of sleep, frustration with like not feeling well in our body, like that's a real energy suck. Um, feeling unappreciated. I think that's a really common thing that happens. Like even just talking about it makes me feel emotional, like feeling unappreciated at work, maybe feeling unappreciated with your spouse, with your kids. You know, that's a very real thing that comes up for women at this age who've just given and given and given and sacrificed. And, and now we are in need of a little bit more care and, and we aren't getting it. We're not even feeling appreciated for all the efforts that we've put in. So that can make us ragey and emotional. Um, and of course, resentment from holding our tongue for so long, right? So culture teaches us as women to be quiet, to not ruffle feathers, to not make a scene, to, you know, shush up for, for lack of a better, better term, or, you know, or just suck it up or be the woman behind the man. That's what, that's what society has taught so many of us. And, and that builds up a lot of resentment in us. And this is the time in our life. And we're going to talk about why, but this is the time in life where that really comes to the surface. So the first issue of why we're having these feelings is absolutely because of a hormone imbalance, right? Because of the symptoms of the hormone imbalance that are really sucking the life out of us. The second, of course, is the impact of these the, this hormonal shift on our brain. So certain areas of the brain, such as the amygdala and the hippocampus, are really important for encoding, encoding and retrieving our memories. They're also really rich in estrogen and progesterone, like the, the hormones that fluctuate the most during perimenopause, as we talked about. This is why like these hormonal changes right now in perimenopause and menopause can really bring your anger to conscious awareness. Like it's so it's not that it wasn't there before. It's just the heightened activity of these hormones often brings back the memories of hurts and losses that we have managed to either sweep under the rug or minimize in some way or convince ourselves don't matter, but they really do. 
or even just ignore like completely, right? So this is what's happening, you know, in our brain. And it's funny, we can look at it like, we can look at it like, oh, it's my hormones that are making me feel this way. But I would argue that since puberty, women, you, me, we have been subconsciously driven to reproduce, estrogen, which is like, like it's our Trump card, right? Like that is whether you want children, don't want children, had children, didn't have children, it is there within you. Like even if you couldn't have children, that those, that hormonal shift coming at you every single month, month after month is there specifically so that you will continue life on this earth as we know it. And estrogen specifically, which is like rose colored glasses you know, is quite physiologically designed to make us as women more amenable to reproduce. And perhaps, here's where I'm arguing this point here, what we feel now, what you are feeling right now, this frustration, this rage, is really what you truly feel and haven't been able to access because every month the rose-colored glasses get put on. And you know, it makes me wonder if this is how men have always felt, right? They don't have this estrogen kind of piling in and throwing on the rose-colored glasses. So they have been allowed to have these, you know, very like blunt feelings or very, you know, very, mm, you know, yeah, angry feelings and, and also maybe have learned how to manage these feelings, right, through, through their entire lives because they haven't had that same thing. Whereas now, as you sit, sister, in perimenopause, the amount of these hormones are starting to settle and they're triggering, it's almost like this fog is clearing, right? Where now it's like, but wait a second, I'm annoyed about this. Like this actually annoys me. You know what it makes me think about? It's like our whole lives, you know, we've been told like, oh, she's cranky, must be PMS. But in fact, Although, yes, a hormone imbalance is going to exacerbate your feelings and emotions at, a, at any time in the month, so that might cause more of an issue. The truth is, when estrogen settles away, when it drops off in that luteal phase, how you feel is how you feel. And much like drinking takes the edge off your life, estrogen takes the edge off of things. And one of my favorite things that Glennon Doyle said in one of her books, Untamed, I believe, or maybe it was on the, her podcast that I love to listen to, she's like, when you numb, when you drink, you numb the rough edges of your life and you need those edges in order to make change that is genuine and true to you. I'm paraphrasing that, but that was how I understood it to be. So I would argue like one of like this impact, this hormonal shift and impact is not about, oh, this is just, you know, this is, oh no, menopause, you're just going to be angry. That's how it is. Uh Uh-uh. This is your actual self feeling pretty frustrated that she was shoved down for a long time. And now those things are coming to the surface. Maybe they're more intensified than they should be, likely because of the hormone imbalance you're struggling with. Maybe you really have stuffed a lot of things. But I will tell you from my own experience, as women, we get really good at hiding stuff from ourselves. And estrogen absolutely plays a role in that for us. And that's not to say we shouldn't, obviously, you know, this opportunity to procreate is really wonderful and beautiful. And 
we shouldn't be punished for it and penalized for it as we go every month through this, our hormone rhythm. And also every, at the end, you know, as we reach perimenopause at the end of our fertile years and, and are told and dismissed for, you know, oh, you're just feeling this, take this pill. No way. We don't want to rub, numb these rough edges. You want to feel this stuff, learn to manage it, heal your hormone imbalance, and also recognize what's really pissing you off and start changing those things. Because at midlife, you still have in a, you know, 30, 40, 50 more years. I mean, look, we all know women live longer than men. So let's make these years the best years of your life. So look, that seems like a lot. But here's the good news. And the good news is that this this shift, right? The us feeling the edges finally. The fact that we're not getting these, you know, these rose-colored glasses every single month popping on our brain or on our on our life, you know, to make everything look less irritating to us so that we don't change, so that we're amenable to procreate. Wow, this sounds like a really feministy episode. And and although I am absolutely, you know, someone who is a big supporter of, of course, of all things women's rights, but I, I do think women have got seriously undervalued here in this piece. And then we've been told it's, it's just, you know, part of being a woman. And I actually, I just completely disagree. These shifts that are impacting our brain, these hormonal shifts makes perimenopause and menopause the perfect biologically supported opportunity to change, to clean up that unfinished business from your past that you have left in your Monica closet, if you know what I mean, or swept in a massive pile under a rug. You know, ultimately how this affects you is going to depend a lot to a large degree on how willing you are to make these changes. Because look, we all know we avoid doing the work of change. Changing requires energy. It does. And most of us are, you know, energy is in a short supply in this stage in our life. But perimenopause is coming around. These ragey feelings that you're having, that I'm having, these this lack of patience, let's not blame our hormones. Let's thank them and say, okay, what is this message, this whisper, this now scream coming from my body? What is it telling me to pay attention to? And either learn how to properly mentalize that stuff or or change, right? Let's change these pieces. So ultimately, I feel like perimenopause is your inner guide ringing the bell of change so that you live the next chapter of your life as full and as rich and as deeply and as genuinely as you can because you can't stay the same. We try to we try really hard because change is hard and because we're often dismissed and told that it is normal and just a part of getting older, but it's not. Remember, perimenopause and these symptoms, these whispers that you're having from your body are not happening to you. They are happening for you. And when you make that mental shift, when you stop perpetuating that story to yourself of like, oh, it's just my hormones. Oh, it's just me. Oh, you know, oh, this is part of getting older, you know, and stop allowing other people to say that to you and start using it as a real clear cue for, okay, I need to pay attention, right? Like I'm losing my hair. I need to pay attention. I'm losing my mind. I need to pay attention, right? I'm feeling bloated. I need to pay attention. I'm barely eating and I'm exercising every day and nothing is happening except I'm getting ragier. I need to pay attention. And this is our opportunity. This is your opportunity, sister, to decide. I'm not going to I'm not going to stay stuck in this concrete because we know at this age in midlife, we're not staying the same. 
things are getting harder. And if we leave these symptoms unchecked, they get louder and more disruptive in our life, both emotionally and mentally, but physiologically in our body. If your hormone imbalance is left unchecked, we're going to see more metabolic chaos. We're going to see more dysfunction. And eventually we're going to see disease. So now is your opportunity before we reach that part. Now is our time. So what do we do, right? Now let's get to the good part, right? So we have the good news is that this is your opportunity to change. All you got to do is see it a little differently. And this is such an important message. But what do we do about it? The most important thing you can do is to pay attention and take care of your health. Heal this imbalance if that's where you're at. This is your time. It's not going to get easier. Brene Brown, if you've ever heard her talk about the midlife unraveling, is something that spoke to me so clearly when I heard it. I think you can just Google it. Brene Brown, good midlife unraveling. It just moved me to, to tears because... You know, she talks specifically about how at this age, the universe comes and taps you on the shoulder and taps you again and shakes you a little and then finally puts both hands on your shoulders and rattles you and is like, I am not going anywhere. You have to change because if we don't change, not only is, are we going to lose our physical health, but we will start to lose ourself. We have to hide from ourself. If, we, if the reason we're feeling a lot of these things is because we have not dealt with our own truth, then, then we will have to hide from that forever and we will start to disappear. So if you are genuinely doing the holistic pieces that you hear me say over and over and over again on this podcast, if you're genuinely doing those things and nothing is changing, sister, it is time to enlist the help from a functional practitioner like myself so that you can do the testing and figure out where, where the issues are and heal the whole self, right? It's not about specifically healing one thing. It's often, it's most commonly about healing the whole underside. If it was about healing one thing, there would be a pill, we would take it and we wouldn't be here in this situation. So we need to heal the entire self. And if you're, you genuinely are doing the things and it's not working, then we know there's a bigger root issue and we got to start there. Um, if you can't seem to do the holistic pieces, right? Like if, if you, you can't stay accountable, like if you need help with strategies that and accountability like with strategies that are working for your life because maybe you have a unique situation you know with with accountability if you need help with mindset if you need help with motivation because we need consistency in our health habits for you know 12 weeks minimum right to start to see healing and, and change so if you need help with actually being consistent and motivated then then that's when it's time to also hire a couch a couch. Nope, we're not hiring a couch. Next episode on the Period Whisper podcast is going to be about brain fog and forgetfulness when we mix our words. Okay, back to back to business here. Look, staying accountable, being consistent, making changes aren't easy. I'm right there with you. I am now day 40, 41, 42, no alcohol. And there have been moments that it's challenging, right? So there are always things that we are changing that are hard. And for me, I, I always enlist 
a coach or a course or something that will help me along the way. Because I know that not only will that keep me accountable and keep me motivated, but help me get my questions answered and stay on track because change is challenging. And this is an area that we know that women are so, and men are vastly undereducated on. So if you are, if you have been doing the things and nothing is changing, you know, you need help. If you are not able to do the things, you know, you need help. Because you're not broken, sister. You're not old. You're not broken. This is not how it has to be. Your body is just telling you that it's time to pay attention and change. And the other thing that we do that you want to do right now is to double down on your stress management, right? On your perceived stress management. We all carry a lot of stress. We all experience a lot of stress. But how we perceive that stress, of course, and of course, everyone has different stressors, but how we perceive that stress really makes things worse. And so we want to make sure that we are doubling down on the activities we need to do to manage that perceived stress. Because you can run, but you cannot hide from your truth. You cannot hide from the true feelings that you're experiencing over a stressful situation. And whether that's because one of your friends said something weird to you the other day, or whether that's because, you know, your child is really struggling in school or, or something else, or you're unhappy in your marriage, stress is stress is stress. And how we perceive it and manage it is really critical to our overall health. So if you are here, if you don't know what these pieces are, sister, Swipe up, go into the show notes, grab the daily hormone checklist. It's my free daily hormone checklist. Those are the starting things. Do those things for 12 weeks. And if you can't do those things, I want you to reach out and book a free assessment call for one-on-one coaching so that I can help you figure out how to do those things or at least point you in a direction, see if it's a fit for you. If you are doing those things and they're not working, reach out, book a free assessment for one-on-one coaching because Going alone is really hard. It, and, and we get skewed, right? You can't always see the whole picture from inside the frame. There have been so many times where I think I'm doing the thing and I'm not doing the thing. Or I'm playing those mental gymnastics in my brain where I'm starting to negotiate on the thing I'm supposed to do or I'm making it harder. And that's what a coach does for you on on the coaching side, right? There's the direction side of this is what we need to do for you and how do we work that around your life? And then there's the support side where and the motivation side. That's like, okay, no, we need to redirect back here. How do we get around these thoughts that keep us stuck, these limiting beliefs? Okay, sister, I hope that you're feeling a little less ragey at the end of this episode. Make sure that you share this episode with any woman you know who might be experiencing any of these things, these these intense emotions in their perimenopause. And remember, perimenopause starts at 35. It's not just for us 40-year-olds. It does start earlier and it goes a long time. And the the symptoms of imbalance stick with us in menopause and beyond. So there's you cannot you can run but you cannot hide. It will catch you at some point. So reach out, grab the daily hormone checklist if you haven't already, start to implement those pieces, book a free assessment call so I can help you get you on your way and feeling better and make this, take this opportunity and make this next phase of your life the best. Don't take it sitting down. It's time for us to be loud and proud of who we are and to feel our gosh darn best. All right, sister, go out, be more in your life and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you next time. 
you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.